I'm Sam Seitels, and you are listening to The Pillars of Hamilton. And if you like this show, I urge you right now, go ahead, hit that subscribe button, because if you do, you will get a notification each and every time a new episode drops. Also, this weekend, April 2nd, Saturday morning from 10 to 1 p.m., here at Reed Preschool in Camp Tuscaloosa, Bring the whole family. It's only $5 a kid. And what will you get with that $5 per child? Raffles for the adults. Egg hunts for the kids. Food, games, prizes, and live music for everybody. And each and every penny spent is going directly to JDRF to help put an end forever to juvenile diabetes. My guest today is Dave Ruberton. Dave Ruberton is the proud owner, along with his brother, of Rocco's Townhouse. You know exactly what I'm talking about. I'm talking about that chicken parm. I'm talking about those rooster fries. You know exactly what I mean when I say Rocco's Townhouse. I mean delicious food, a great atmosphere, and a good, good time. Ladies and gentlemen, please give it up for my new friend, owner of Rocco's Townhouse, Dave Ruberton. You're listening to the Pillars of Hamilton. That's with me, Sam Sidetells. And you want to know what I'm going to give them? Only the finest that Hamilton has to offer. The biggest blueberries you've ever seen, baby. And they're all here, right now. Well, 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 well. It's not very often that I'm I'm joined by arguably, uh, the owner of arguably the greatest restaurant here in the town of Hamilton, or perhaps even the world. Dave, how's it going, man? Very good, Sam. It's great to be here tonight. I don't know about the world, but we, <laughs> we, we try awful hard. I could tell you that, and I, I think it shows. Oh, there's no yeah. doubt that you guys put your heart and soul into that restaurant. Yeah, yes, we do. Oh. Uh, the restaurant business, you either got to be all in or out. There's kind of no in-between. I only know that because... Sometimes I watch the Food Network, and I've watched all those Gordon Ramsay going into restaurants that are just falling apart. I've seen the ones where they have to make make over the whole restaurant, and just the time and effort and passion that seems to have to be put into the restaurant business. It, it seems like it's a twenty four hour type of thing. Yeah, the, the the day goes by very very quickly. You never have to worry about looking at a clock. That's one good thing about the business, but it just demands so much time. Uh, not 24 hours, but the days are just never ending. And it's just a, it's a constant. And when you're busy, it's even, which is a good thing, and we have been very busy. Uh, it's just a, a constant. I used to joke with a few other business guys used to come in the bar we'd be hanging out and you know one guy comes to mind in particular and he had a shoe store which is terrific it's a it's a it's here a in town? good business uh yeah yeah here in town and a good guy and he would <laughs> he would he would be complaining about oh my gosh i'm so busy i can't keep up i said come on i said how tough can it be the shoes come in on a truck <laughs> they're all in pairs you put them on the shelf people come in and they buy the shoes the restaurant business not so much yeah, yeah. I'm, big I'm, difference oh I, there's so I, many Factors and things that could go wrong yeah, in a yeah. day. That's not to sell other retail establishments and other businesses. They all have their headaches and they all have their particular uh, uh, nemesis problems that go with that particular business. You know, everybody wants black shoes and all I have is brown shoes. You know, I mean, I'm sure there's things that they pull their hair out with too. I'm not selling it short. But in our business, I mean, it's just... Uh, uh, it's a lot of moving parts. A lot and, of moving parts. Yeah. Um, could you scoot forward just a little bit, yeah. just to get a little bit closer yeah. to the mic? Yeah. So 
I want to get into the restaurant, especially because it's my family's favorite place to hit up here in the town. Not to mention my son, who, who's a diabetic, though, so we have to choose our restaurants very carefully. And it's hard to find. He's very picky, too. My diabetic is the most picky out of all my kids. And it's hard to find a restaurant that has items that will work for him that he also loves. And, I mean, he would go to Rocco's every day if we let him. I'm not joking about that. And then I have uh, former employees, uh, Lisa and, and Joe, who just come to you guys every single week. I mean, you guys some you guys have some passionate, dedicated fans. Yeah. Yes. Uh, we have a really terrific customer base. We're so fortunate uh, that... The support in Hamilton uh, is really, it really shines through, especially in these past two years uh, when uh, everybody was tried and businesses were really tried, uh, you know, to make it. And uh, I don't think we lost a single business in Hamilton. Over that whole course of the pandemic, if we, there we is lost one, a, we did lose the gym. Um, I oh yeah, Matt, but not because of lack of uh, of uh, of business or support. Mm. He was closed because of a state state mandate. Right? Uh, okay. Oh, I, I, oh, I don't did know. Matt? Wait a minute. Oh, you're oh, you're talking about Matt's gym? Yeah. Oh, I mean, because right. because of the mandates, right. he probably right. lost a lot of money. Yes, he did. Okay. Well. I, I'm sorry to hear that. That one that one slipped through the crack, and I didn't realize it. A gym during COVID. Uh, right. I mean, uh, yeah. But overall, we made, we kept most almost all of our businesses in town, and it, it's it's a testament to the town in many ways. You know, we joke that Hamilton is the Golden Dome. Under the Golden Dome of Hamilton. You wait know. a minute. Wait. Wait. Who, who jokes about this? Uh, that's a, that's a town joke that that goes. Yeah, I've heard it before over the years. People make a joke out of it because for many years, Hamilton was so uh, so close-knit. Everybody almost was related, uh, and it was so close-knit that it was like you were in your own little world. And... Uh, let me let me stop you because I want to. I have so many questions about the restaurant, but <clears throat> even before that, I'd love to to hear about you. Are you born and raised here in Hamilton? I was born in Hamilton. Uh, went to the little school that uh, is now the museum over at the park on Vine Street. That little schoolhouse used to be behind the police station. I went to kindergarten there, and then my father took a job with the government. Uh, partway through my kindergarten year, matter of fact, I dropped out of kindergarten. Oh, you're a kindergarten uh, dropout, yes. huh? I have to come clean Ooh, now. Oh, man, Mrs. you guys are trouble. Yeah, Mrs. Rice, my kindergarten teacher, I still remember. And uh, uh, he took a job with the government, and we moved to uh, Maryland. And we were down there for five years uh, or so. And then he went with private business and... Uh, Moved back to this area. He had a job in Philly. Wound up in Ake Harbor City, which was his old hometown. He he was a Hamiltonian, his family. Uh, but his father had a business in Ake Harbor City. So my brother and I both grew up our, I'll say, formative years, uh, your teens, uh, uh, in Ake Harbor City, which was terrific. What a great town to grow up in, as well as Hamilton. Very similar in, in growing up as a kid since, uh, and that was terrific. And then we wound up moving back to Hamilton when I got to high school, my uh, sophomore year. Uh, my father worked in Philly, and he wanted to be a little closer, and they wanted to build a, a new house, so they decided to build in Hamilton instead of a Carver. Uh, so that was basically the reason. So and we wound up back in Hamilton, and I went to high school in Hamilton. Okay. Uh and you own Rocco's with your brother, right? With my brother. How does something like that come about? Were you guys, is that something you guys were looking to do in, in your younger years? Like, I, I, We both went to Glassboro, uh, Rowan now, and uh, Steve graduated with an uh, 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 industrial arts degree, uh, a teacher uh, uh, of industrial arts. And I didn't quite make graduation. I was a few credits shy, and I was... 
asked politely whether I wanted to stay or not. Uh-huh. <laughs> at the same time, you I, kindergarten I, I, dropouts, yeah, man. Exactly, it was showing through. I was almost done. I was uh, I, I basically uh, three quarters of the way through, maybe a little better. But at any rate, I uh, the casinos were just opening down in Atlantic City. And, uh, you know, in Hamilton, under the Golden Dome, we all know somebody who knows somebody. And I got a job at the Brighton, which I believe was the fourth casino to open in, I think, 1980, give or take take six months. And uh, it was terrific. I got a job working in one of the restaurants there, and... uh, I was making really good money. Those casinos, they were they were booming. Serving, and, and, you were uh, serving. Yeah, yes. Oh yes. yeah, people drinking, uh, having yeah, fun. Yeah, yeah. And uh, my brother graduated, and then next thing I know, I got him a job down there, and he never went on to teach because he enjoyed what he was doing too, and and the money was good, the atmosphere was good. We were young. It was like an extension of college, getting a job in a casino at that age. You're twenty one approximately years old maybe a little yeah around there and uh, you're working with scads of young people and it was just it was just uh, besides the work being good the money being good and uh, it was it was a good party too uh Ooh, working with, it was like, like a good time it was like an extension of college you know uh oh. you were actually in the working world because of the atmosphere of it so oh, that's man. how we wound up down there. And so before yeah. that, were you guys into, I don't, I, I mean, I don't want to say into food, but like, were you guys interested in cooking or, or anything like that? Or? Well, we came from a family that liked to eat, for sure. Uh, there was, we, we enjoyed good food and eating. And my father had a passion for cooking and catering. So at the same time, we were finishing college and getting jobs down the shore. He w- had opened up a small catering business. And it was just, he took a garage, the garage of the house, and turned it into a small kitchen, uh, illegally. And uh, he started doing catering, and he started doing really well with it. And he didn't want to keep doing his job. That's another whole story. He was way ahead of his time for uh, computers. He was working on computers before anybody knew what a computer was. Had He, he was ahead of his time on that, if he could only see w- what we have today. Uh, he, I can remember going to visit him in Philly. Oh, we'd go up once in a while and go have lunch with him or something, and he would show us the computer room. And it was a room that was... Uh, Bigger than the room we're sitting in right now, uh, especially. Wait, is that one cool. of those things with like a giant? Yeah, yeah, yeah. With like all it's the one drives thing. all around the wall, there were big IBM machines with these big giant tape drives running. Specially cooled room with air. It was special thermos, you know, uh, uh, controlled atmosphere Whoa. for the machinery. And, I mean, it's just amazing. And he did things with computers that weren't done before. He wrote and, and, and systems analyst and was written up in, in publications at the time. Not anything that any of us would read, but people in the so industry So he was so advanced and, like, it's, yeah, it, very, it seems like he was very, really into it. Like, oh, yeah. Why, why would he, he go? he got burnt out on it. He had been doing it for a long time, and he really loved food. And I guess he didn't have the vision of the future of that uh, is is the best I could I could figure. Was he a people person like you are? Uh, not as much. He was a really nice guy, but my brother takes more after him. They're super good guys, kind, generous, friendly, but not can less likely. My father, especially, even more so than my brother. My brother has come a long way with just you know, walking up to people and, and, and talking to them. But my father was more reserved like that, he, you know, just to walk up to a group and uh, and start talking was was not his forte. Was he, I hope you don't mind, dude, could you yeah. just come, like, oh, scoot yeah. a little bit closer, else my go. editing there job is going to be a nightmare. There we go. Um, <clears throat> and so what kind of food was he cooking? Was he... T- Cooking similar food that you could find on Rocco's menu, or uh, a f- maybe a few of the items, but 
probably not most. It was more catering food. But he was doing a lot of nice things, and the business was growing. So then he had to make a decision. Do I uh, stay with computers? or Because there's only so many hours in a week, and he couldn't do it all. So uh, he decided to leave his job and just do the – well, wait, back up. He was doing the catering, and the townhouse, which we have now, at the time – was not doing well. This is like 1982. We Are you talking about the building that Rocco's is now? Yes. What was right. it? It was, well, when we bought it, it was called the Bullshorn. The, the quick uh, the quick history, it was built in 49, opened as the townhouse, and sold in approximately 1979. And then it had a different name, different owners. And... After a few years, they weren't doing all that great with it. It was a restaurant. It was a bar more than a restaurant. Okay. Uh, They did have some food, but more bar. And even when it was the townhouse, it was more bar than dinners, although they did have really good sandwiches and things and some platters, but it was more more bar than than restaurant. And so uh, it it, it, it came up, it was for sale. And so we bought it. My father. Ooh, isn't that risky? The, yeah. Putting yeah, a restaurant in yeah, the same place, a failing yeah, restaurant? Yeah, when I think back on it, it, it was really uh, it was really a ballsy move. Yeah. Uh, uh, but he really believed that, you know, he had wanted to. This was his dream to have a restaurant, catering, bank, all that sort of thing. So, and my brother and I were in the business. I had already been had worked in a couple other places while going to college, uh, uh, you know, restaurants. So I had been in it for a while. And is uh, that strictly what you did since college was work at restaurants? Yeah, basically. Yeah. yeah. And what year yeah, was it? You said you took over. Uh, and we bought the townhouse in, in 83. Oh. It was called the bull's horn. When we bought it, it was called the bull's horn. Inn. did you change it? The name no, immediately? Yeah. Well, my father's little catering business was called the Golden Kettle Caterers. That was a name he picked, I guess, with my mother. And uh, that was the name. So we were all going in the business together, but he was putting in all the money because we were just, I mean, we, we didn't have any, any kids. Any, right. We were young. So uh, he wanted to call it the Golden Kettle Inn, and that's what he named it. We named it, and that's what we opened as in 1983, July 8th, my birthday, just by coincidence. Oh, wow. Of 1983, we opened the doors, and it was just uh, uh, it was overwhelming, to say the least. And on top of it, two weeks before we were supposed to open, my father was diagnosed with cancer. And not oh. not a treatable cancer, so it was like that with black cloud hanging over your head, you know. And uh, so it it was uh, it was real tough. It, it was uh, tough going. Uh, that was a, a lot of pressure, and you could see him deteriorating. Mm. And we didn't really know what we were doing, you know. You you, you work at something, you think you know what. Going on, mm. but being a waiter <laughs> or being a cook because I waited tables, I wasn't cooking, I had cooked in restaurants. But my job in Atlantic City, I waited tables, I was in a, a, a gourmet restaurant where you have a captain and a maitre d', and I did tableside cooking with all the flambés cool. and all that Caesar salad, all that sort of thing, because that was popular at that time. That's really, you had to search far and yeah. wide to find a restaurant to even it's offer cool that experience, to. though. When it was a great experience. What It was really terrific. Going to what you were saying, man, yeah. I was a teacher for 15 years, give or take. I, I mean, i passionate, loving it, just my whole life teaching. Which is my life now, but now I own a place. <laughs> I am the principal. Big difference. Woo! Oh, yeah. Big difference. Night and day. Things you never even thought about. Yeah, yeah a lot and of little things. And you have things. employees now. Yeah. I don't know oh. how many you have. Oh, during summer camp, we have yeah. a whole lot of them. And they represent you. Mm-hmm. And it's tough. I mean, it's just so many facets of it. They they represent you. You're, they're your face. 
when they're out there with the customer or the students or the parents. And uh, it's, it's a leap of faith sometimes. Uh, I learned something uh, over time, and it's the same thing I learned when I was 22, 23, 24 as a teacher. And that's when I first got in the classroom. Everyone loved me. I was everyone's best friend. But none of the kids respected me, you know, because I was the fun teacher. I wasn't the one who was going to lay down the law. So they would be loud and, and chaotic in my class. They still loved me, and they learned. But it was madness in my class. Right. Fast forward to four years later. I've learned how to earn that respect while still getting like the love from the kids and, and making it work like that. Same thing, man. It's when I took this place over, it's like being a boss is, yeah. you know, it's, uh, you got to play your cards the right way. And, and, um, and uh, uh, it's, it's a lot. It's a science all its own. It sure is. Uh, because you have to manage all those personalities. Who doesn't get along with this one? Who's how, you know, this, it's a lot of, a lot of, circles all coming together under your roof under you and uh it's it's it can be overwhelming and you don't want to be the mean guy but it's it's you uh, also don't want your business to right uh, <laughs> right right uh yeah yeah it's a it's a fine line you want to be you want to be the nice guy but you also sometimes you just have to really let a vein come out of your neck once in a while yeah. just so they uh, just so things get done and that's very rare that that would happen and then when you're younger it happens more you know you lose your temper easier i think when you're younger like i can remember being in my 20s when my well, <laughs> getting back to the story my father he passed away that following june we opened in July, 11 months later. He was bedridden by Christmas. I can still remember going through the banquet and catering book and not having a clue. I mean, we were young, my oh, brother and I. Nice. I was 25, I believe, and my brother, 23. And here we are running this place. We had really no clue what we were doing. It was it was God's grace and good luck and a lot of hard work. How did you put together a yeah, menu? Yeah, yeah just, well, uh, yeah. Pick out things people like. Try to get an arrangement of of things that will work and flow in the kitchen. That's a that's a, getting a menu to work for the kitchen. It's it's not just mm. it has to flow. It can't be all weighted to one side. Like you have a fry station, you have a grill, you have a broiler, you have a sauté station. <laughs> Uh, it, it, you have to spread it out and make everything flow out of the kitchen at once. Uh, that's the whole trick to it, I suppose. And it's something you just learn over time. Experience, and I had right? no idea what we were doing. I mean, we had, to, oh my, like I say, it was, <laughs> oh, when I think back, oh, and you'd lose your temper easy because you're young and you got a lot of pressure on you. And uh, it's, it's, it's an experience. And we weren't doing well. And then he passed by June. And we the sicker he got, the worse we did as far as business goes. Ooh. I mean, we had bills. And I learned what it meant when somebody on the phone says, can I talk to the person in charge of, mm -hmm. of accounts or however they were? <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, we got a lot of those. I, it got to the point I would say to the lady, ma'am, I said, this is the way I do it. I put all the bills in a hat every month. <laughs> <laughs> I pull out three. You keep calling me. You're not even going in the hat next month. <laughs> are you serious? I, I told yeah. What are you going to do oh, if you don't man, have the money hilarious. to pay the bills? I mean, you could call me all day and all night, but <laughs> the money's not here. We were struggling. Yeah. And back to Hamilton. There was a, a couple few. Well, one comes to mind immediately, uh, Jim Rodeo, who had a terrific radio station back in the days of of uh, local radio, which I don't think there's much of it. There's a little bit a in little town, bit. yeah. He had uh, WRDR, and that was a real good radio station for us because there was a lot of people in our area that listened to that station. And uh, and we would were advertising with him, but we were way behind on the bill and everything. And he called me up after my dad passed, and he said, "Listen, 
uh, I was talking about the ad, and I was saying something to the effect, you know, I don't know if we can continue with the ad. we got to get you paid. He says, you listen, you keep running your ad. We'll keep running the ad. He says, don't you worry about it. You're going to be fine. He says, someday you pay me back. And guess what? We kept running the ad, and we kept working at it, and we did pay him back. And, and he, I never forgot that. He was a good guy, a good, good guy. And uh, I, I never forgot things like that, where, you know, he would went out on a limb. He could have easily said, hey, you're done, you know. But, yeah. but he didn't, you know. So it's nice. People are good. Most people are good. In this town, yeah, I've noticed, yeah. I mean, I've had my problems. Like when I first got into town, uh, I took over a business from a, a legend of this town. Oh, and my goodness, the Delarenesis. Ooh, yeah. yeah, man. I got yeah, some serious yeah. heat oh. when I first got here before I even stepped my foot in the door. But now I'm at this point where I've taught, you know, hundreds of the kids. Uh, you know, hundreds, maybe thousands have been to my camp now. And um, the town and I are good now. Like when yeah. my kid had diabetes, I mean, the amount of support and during uh, COVID, the amount of people who were supporting us, it was not the kind of support I would have gotten in New York City when I lived there, right. you know? Right. It does. It supports. We just did that fundraiser for Amy, who uh, I, I think you're familiar. Uh, she was Amy, uh, gym teacher, Amy. No, no. Amy, our waitress uh, that had a uh, stroke uh, a couple days before the end of the year. And she's still in a wheelchair, and she can't walk. And we had a fundraiser for her a couple weeks ago, and my God, the people came out. We raised over $21,000. I mean, we're just a little joint. I mean, it's not like it's a, you know, I mean, that's a good chunk of money. 21000 Yeah, over twenty one. Yeah. It's still yeah. coming in. People are still giving, but but that day, were people like was it like a raffle yeah. or people? Oh, just... we did we did food. We did it was a twenty five dollar come eat, and uh, we had the uh, you know we put out a buffet, and then there was a big uh, what do I say Asian auction? Is that the proper way of saying? Dude, it? Nowadays, I don't know. You might get canceled, <laughs> I brother. I don't know how you do this. <laughs> uh, we did an auction and the gifts that flew in, lots of people with the gifts, and we raised a lot of money. And it's just, had it been another town, I don't know if you would have that kind of support. I just, I would venture I, to I, say I, no. I, some towns still have it, I'm sure. We're not the only one, but. Uh, the only one I've ever yeah, seen. Where else can you go where on any given Sunday there's hundreds of, of kitchen tables surrounded by three or four generations eating pasta and <laughs> whatever meatball you know the, the all the specialties that's rare in hamilton it's, it's commonplace but if, if if you go other places that's a rarity that people still get together like that uh, that's that's yeah. a really good thing uh, uh, I think a lot of those things are what this nation is lacking now. Yeah. Kids eating dinner with their parents. That was, that, was, that was discussion time. That was what's going on at school time. That was what are you in trouble for time because that was the time, yeah. dinner time. And you didn't miss unless it was uh, uh, sports, you know, or something for real. Not just playing with your friends' sports, but in actual yeah. actual games, practices, and that stuff. Of course, you know, that was taken into account. But dinner time was important. And no a lot phones. of right. Uh, no. Uh uh. Yeah. It's a big difference. Uh, I tell my kids all the time, like these are the things we're going to have memories with. This is what we're going to look back on and smile. You're not going to look back and think like, remember that time I saw that video on YouTube? That was the best. Right. No, yeah. it's not right. like that, man. Let's isn't get outside. That, isn't that the truth? Yeah. Um, about what you were saying before about uh, your fundraiser. So we're having something here April 2nd, Saturday. If you guys want to show up in the morning, we have an egg hunt. We have music. We have food trucks. And... The Lions Club, who, who's helping us put this together, went to businesses and asked for donations for our raffle. And, I mean, dozens and dozens, well over 50 businesses mm -hmm. in this little town. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. Like, it's hard to even think of 50 oh, no. businesses in this they town. They support. They represent around here. Yeah. And uh, what's your I, – I, I did hear about it through the Lions Club. They contacted me 
but I can't remember who it's, it's for. It's for JDRF, and JDRF uh, is working to putting an end to uh, childhood diabetes. Ah, they nice. they work okay. on studies and, and also okay. helping families, okay. you know, that need Good. help. Good. Yeah, it's a great Good. cause. Good. Um, so uh, you were, what was it, the Golden Kettle? Golden Kettle Inn. How does right. it become okay. Rocco's? So then my father passes in June. And we are just overwhelmed. I'm sitting down in the restaurant, wherever I was, and I'm thinking we have to do something to turn this around or it's just, it's not going to be good. So uh, I, I said, first thing we have to do is change the name, put a new face on it. I never liked the name Golden Kettle in to begin with, but it was okay. It's not easy. It doesn't roll off yeah, the tongue. Yeah, it just, it, it just didn't do it for me. So my father's name was Rocco, Rocco Lewis. Uh, mm. So I said to my mother, it just, she wasn't there at the time. It popped into my head, Cafe St. Rocco. I said, that just has a good ring to it. I like the way it flows. I said, we should change the name, put a new face on this place, and, and take it forward. So I said to my mother and my brother, I said, I have an idea. I want to change the name, have a re-grand opening. Because when we originally opened, we never even really had a real grand opening because everything was such a mess. With my father sick and trying to open a business that we didn't really know what we were doing and, and, and everything involved. So and she said, that's great. She said, but at the time, we were an Italian restaurant. No way. But we weren't a real Italian restaurant. We were an Italian restaurant, pizza. an Americanized Italian restaurant. Okay. Uh, no, we didn't have pizza, though. So she says, why don't you do it in Italian, do it Cafe San Rocco? I said, okay, I like the sound of that. So we had the logos made up we had new sign my brother sold his he had an old jeep and i had some kind of vehicle we <laughs> sold them because we were broke we sold them we got a few dollars together and we still had the catering van though i'd go out that, on a that date was ride. The catering van. <laughs> <laughs> i'd pull up smell like Ow! meatballs and fried chicken <laughs> that was really good for we could just eat in the back baby yeah, yeah. <laughs> let's skip the restaurant <laughs> so uh and we uh, we changed some signage we put a little gazebo out in the side yard if i remember right i think i even i there was a lot there was a lot going on we made a few changes and the name and we had this re-grand opening as Cafe San Rocco. And wow, it was received terrific. And business started to go up from that day really? forward. Business started to go up and up and up. But not to a point where, you know, we weren't ordering new Cadillacs every year. But what we were doing you, way better than what we were doing before. I know it was a while ago, but what do you think your your new, I don't know if success is the right word, but uh, the business coming in, what, do you, what would you attribute to? I, I think it it's to? a combination of things. Uh, more time at it. The first year was really rough. We had no idea. I mean, people waited a long time for food sometimes. Oh, it, that was a thing. That, oh my God, the food's good, but you wait forever because we didn't know what we were doing. Oh, that would give me such uh, an anxiety yeah, if yeah, I were you. Yeah, yeah. And uh, uh, things like that. Yeah. Knowing that my father, small town, it, it, small town's good, small town's bad. It goes both ways. Uh -huh, yeah. uh, everybody knew he was sick. And, you know, people are funny. Mm. They, they want you to get well. They want you to be healthy. But then, you know, they maybe they feel funny about coming in. I don't know if he's going to be there. What's going on over there? They're not sure. You know what I mean? It's, there's a lot of question marks in people's heads. So business just got worse and worse. But then it turned around, and we start doing slowly more and more business. And it, it built and built and built. And it was a nice moving along business for a number of years I, I i'll guess i think we're in our 40th year now yeah so that's, you are i guess you opened was, the year yeah, i was born yeah, okay <laughs> all right so maybe it was halfway through uh flash forward now 15 15 or 18 years later we're in a slump 
like anything, football teams, businesses, I mean, you go, you know, you get in a slump sometimes. Do you mean like emotionally or just like as far as customer? No, business. Business, okay. Business was in a little slump. Uh, it was okay. Uh, we were worn out. It had been a long, you know, we've been at it for a long time uh, trying to run this uh, ta- more Italian type restaurant. And uh, it just came to a point where business had slowed. We weren't broke but business wasn't we weren't fresh anymore it was it was mundane uh uh, the same old so again you know you have to reinvent yourself sometimes so i said to steve i said look we got to do one of two things we either got to revamp this place and change it around or we got to sell it because just this plot plodding along every day at this same thing it's just not for me i'm i've had enough so we decided look let's make it more taverny instead of italian restaurant which we're really not but when i was that young you're really not we really weren't a real italian restaurant we were an american italian restaurant and to make it worse we were an italian restaurant in a town with the greatest italian cooks (laughs) anywhere i mean how dumb you have to be it's a solid point right i mean it was just poor poor uh uh, yeah mark uh marketing or whatever uh just wasn't a bad idea yeah (laughs) not a good idea not a good idea so i said look let's go back to what the place was i said more bar more tavern more still offer some dynamite good dinners and still keep some traditional italian dishes that sell well and we make well our white chicken parm which i came up with maybe the second year we were there, uh, has been a big seller and a signature item for years mm-hmm. because it doesn't have any red gravy. People are intrigued by it. They like it. Uh, uh, so was we'll that keep your idea? Yeah, that was my, one of my original early dishes. Uh, so we'll, we'll keep some of those and some specials, but keep it more, more uh, tavern type instead of restaurant so that's what we did so we said i said let's change the name again oh wow this is like wow this is it wasn't like it wasn't like a week later you know 20 years had rolled by or 18 20 years had rolled by i said i what i think we should do is you know keep in mind business is slumping you know people aren't finding our door all right We, we we were weren't killing it i said i'm gonna paint the building the craziest color i could find i'm gonna get the original i had pictures of the original marquee that hung on the front of the building when it was the townhouse i've got the pictures i took them to a sign guy and we changed the name to rocco's townhouse instead of the townhouse because we wanted to keep my father's name on there keep possession of it so to speak and that's what we did. I painted it this crazy. Uh, it was like a teal color. Do you remember when it was got that color? Because we just repainted it a, a year, okay, a year or two ago. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I'd seen the, the teal. Was, I mean, well, I'll, I don't remember the specific, but I remember passing Rocco's, and it stands out when it was freshly painted. You saw it after it was faded yeah. for a number of years. Yeah, probably. when it was freshly painted, it was so teal and so obnoxious (laughs) that you couldn't miss it when you came anywhere near the middle of town there you you couldn't miss the building it's a bold move bold move but people would turn their heads and they noticed we were there Mm -hmm. and we put the new marquee out we changed the food around we expanded the bar Uh, just a quick question was it always did you and Steve see eye to eye? Were you guys eating? Uh, no, no, but we always got along. Cool. We had, and when we were younger, we fought more. Now it's rare. Or once in a blue moon, argue. Uh, when we were younger, we actually fought. Yeah. But, but, <laughs> no doubt. But, but we just argue now. Uh, but uh, no, we always managed to get along, though, and we still do. 
so that's a testament in itself. Yeah, that's uh, special. Uh, I bet your dad right. would be pretty proud yeah, of that. Yeah, I would, I would think so. I would hope so. Yeah. Yeah. So we painted this obnoxious color, changed the name, changed the menu. Oh, sorry. Uh, <laughs> that's good. The table. People hit this table all the time. Yeah. Uh, Changed the menu, went more uh, 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 killer burgers, uh, uh, mm. some killer uh, good sandwiches. Now, we had a few sandwiches before, but they weren't anything special. Uh, big salads with nice toppings on them. Mm, I love that gorgonzola oh, steak. Yeah, yeah mm. that's a good one. That's a good love one. love that. Yeah. And the salmon you, salad is good too. How are you coming up with these dishes? I mean, you you're not a trained chef. No, uh, where uh, are these no. ideas coming from? I just uh, I like to eat, and I, <laughs> uh, yeah. if I go out, I, if I eat something, I can pretty much figure out how to mm. how, how to make it. And, and so I'll get ideas from other restaurants, and then I usually tweak them or change them a little bit because I don't want to be a total yeah. copycat. Uh, I'm so, sure that's what everyone did with uh, their yeah. menu items yeah, anyway. Yeah, I mean. One thing, change a little something. Yeah, make it your uh, own. Yeah, dude, yeah. I'm gonna just go ahead and ask it. I gotta ask the question that's on everybody's mind. Tell me about the rooster fries. That that rooster fries actually happened when I wasn't there. What? Yeah, yeah. I had nothing to do with the rooster fries, and they are a hit. Uh, I had left for a little while to open up a steak and wing place up third up Third Street called Rocket Steak and Wings, and my brother was running the restaurant because I just wanted to try something different uh, just for fun with a buddy of mine. We did it together. And that was working out pretty well, too. We were doing a nice business with that. But the restaurant was not doing well. So uh, after a short time, I gave up my interest in that and came back with the restaurant. And it all worked out fine. But uh, the rooster fries were developed in my absence and that was Gonzo, uh, Robert Injimi, who was a chef for me at that time. And he came up with the rooster fries. And that was that was his baby. And, Shout uh, out to Gonzo. Yeah, yeah, Gonzo. Quite a good guy. Quite a good cook, too. Really good. Yeah. He does a great job. Is he still there? Uh, no, he left. Okay. And uh, he cooked at uh, the bowling alley. He was chef there for a while at the alley. And now he's left the uh, business. Good for him. And he's a uh, cooking teacher at Oak Crest High School. Oh, cool. Yeah, he got in uh, through experience instead of having a, a college background. He does have a college Nothing background. Nothing beats experience. Culinary college background. Uh, which I do not, but uh, and then he got to be a he's a culinary teacher. Get there out now. of that yeah, hot kitchen like, and just yeah. air conditioned oh, classroom. I'm telling you, <laughs> I would be oh. dead. Summertime, rough in the oh. kitchen. Oh yeah. Right. I mean, I got summer camp, but I'm not by a stove. <laughs> oh my gosh, um, yeah. So that's definitely one of my favorite items. I mean, like. Your, your place is the only place I can get my kids to eat Brussels sprouts. <laughs> I, like, I don't know what magic you're working about on. about the fried cheese? Have you had the fried cheese? The fried cheese is dynamite. When my when my wife listens to this episode, she's going to have a big old <laughs> smile on her face when you mention the fried cheese. Yes, sir, we have tried yeah. the fried cheese multiple times. That's a day one item. That came. Oh, that was from the beginning. Yeah, that was day one. The mussels, they came from the Sands and the Brighton. The Brighton became the Sands hotel and i don't know what dish, you're talking about the casino oh, the brighton okay. hotel and casino became okay. the sands and those dishes came from there the fried cheese and the mussels they were both uh so good. The, yeah 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 they're so day one good. we only have a few dishes that are from the from the early days yeah and, what are the originals you got the the, the parm, chicken parm red chicken parm white chicken parm came about maybe a year later can't remember for sure the fried cheese, the mussels. Uh, I think there's a couple others, too. I just can't remember. Filet we've had from the beginning. Filet mm -hmm. mignon. Filet with crab and provolone. That was right from the beginning. 
That came from... Uh, Wait a minute, did you just say a filet with crab? Oh, and, and provolone, provolone baked on the top. Yeah, you're getting hungry, aren't you? Sir, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is becoming a problem for me, sir. Do you know how many times I've accidentally gone to Rocco's on a Monday? <laughs> yeah, we're close. Dude, yeah, that yeah. is. do you know how much of a heartbreak yeah, that is? Yeah, for, sorry. Oh, man, <laughs> many, many times. Um, is there any... Uh, so out of... One last thing about the food. So uh, out of all the things there... If you were going to pick your favorite meal, like if you were going to have oh, a friend tough. come into town and it's like, let's have an appetizer yeah. and dinner, what are you, you going to suggest to them? That's a tough one. Yeah. Uh, because we pride ourselves on our fish dishes. We have a lot of good fish Dude, dishes. Dude, I've never had a fish dish at yeah, Rocco's. We have a lot of good fish dishes. Uh, but I, I, that's a tough I I tell a lot of people if it's their first time there to try the white chicken parm if they're feeling like... Uh, the Italian, of the time. yeah, yeah, I've had that. Know, yeah, yeah, that's a big winner. Uh, uh, I, I actually, I prefer red chicken parm. Uh, but <laughs> it's just a personal thing. Uh, but we sell a ton of the white chicken parm, and it's really, really good. People love it. Uh, the mussels are really strong. That's good. Uh, people like good food, and if you like, if you like cooking it, and you like what you're doing, I think it shows. Yeah, and it also. One thing you do that I don't see too much in not just restaurants in Hamilton, but restaurants is uh, you go around and, and, and make people feel very welcome there. Um, and, and I'm just blown away because I had no idea that you basically opened when I was just in diapers. And here you are like still very passionate. And I'm not just saying that because I've seen it when I'm there eating. I see you making the rounds. Uh, I've spoken to people who know you and, and, you know, the fire's still there. You like you still want your restaurant forty years later to be an experience people love. Yeah, yeah. No, that's true. Yeah. yeah. Well, you've got to do something, so you might as well do it good, right? <laughs> what yeah. else can I do now? <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, before we get so eventually we're gonna get to the chat pack, so be ready for that. Uh -oh. oh yeah, be scared, be very scared. Um I need to know about because I, I just discovered this this year, and I, I've I've really enjoyed going down there. Um, I'm trying to remember the name of it. I'm so oh, sorry. The Rock Bottom Whiskey Bar. Rock Bottom yeah. Whiskey Bar. Yeah. Is that new? That's been fun. Uh, everything's a work in progress, right? Uh, we used to do banquets down there, and it just became a a, a, a very dated banquet room. And people's uh, people's expectations have changed, too, over the years. Uh, 30, 40, 50 years ago, it was very commonplace for somebody to, to have a wedding or uh, an anniversary party or a what have you in a basement uh, banquet room. Of, weddings uh, at Rocco's? Uh, well, we did a number of them down really? there, actually, in the, over the years. Not... In the recent years, I've only done a couple mm. at most. Uh, but, uh, yeah, people uh, didn't have the expectations. And you didn't have all these nicer uh, banquet facilities in in the area that you do today. Yeah. So we did more than our share of, of we could see. I think our max down there was 130 people. So, uh, and we used to do these little banquets and things down there. And it was a lot of work, and the room got dated and stale over the years. And people were looking for a nicer, they wanted a mm. chandelier hanging. It's hard to hang a chandelier when you only have a seven foot nine inch say, ceiling. That's you pretty know? low ceiling, where right? <laughs> where do you hang it? So. <laughs> so so uh, I said to Steve, I said, you know, I'd really like to get out of this banquet thing down here. Uh, I'm, I'm tired of schlogging meatballs and hot roast beef up and down the steps. I said, it's not as popular as it once was. Uh, the room needs a redo. It's stale. The carpet had been there in, for a few years, and the walls When did these talks start? This talk started maybe six years ago. Oh, it's new. Yeah, I'm guessing six years ago. I think Rock Bottom's been open for approximately four, four years, maybe five. So six or seven years ago, we started saying, look, this room needs a redo. I really don't want to do it as a banquet room. I'd rather do it as 
a bar, uh, and we start talking and like whiskey bar, uh, bourbons and whiskey were getting very popular uh, eight, ten years ago. Uh, so we, we said, they're getting pilots to a whiskey bar. Matter of fact, backing up, my brother had the foresight years ago to go when we made the change to Rocco's townhouse that craft beers were getting mm, very popular and very wise steve he was very he was ahead of the game on that and that's at the same time when we made the move and we put more beer tap systems in and upgraded our tap system and we were one of the first bars in our immediate area to offer at that time i think it was a dozen micros oh we, man we, there was barely anyone yeah, back yeah, then we, doing that kind of right, stuff we took the bud and the uh, uh, cores off of the taps we could still get them by the bottle but we showcased the microbrews and that really took off so now come another 10 years forward or 15 and bourbons and whiskeys are getting popular so i said we had the bar built i had built that bar down there years ago so I, I changed it around a little bit. I, I, it was bigger. I, I cut it and moved it. And we, I said, let's make it a whiskey bar down here. And that's what we did. And we redid the room. We took out the drop ceiling so we could show off the beams and everything in the old 1949 building. I mean, if the bomb is ever coming, that's the place you want to be is down that basement. Yeah. I mean, there's some lumber in there that's just unbelievable. All you have to do is look up when you're in there and you can see it. And plus, we have a cooler full of beer. <laughs> it's a very cool <laughs> little place. Full of I should I shouldn't say so, little, man. Yeah. It's a big room. Yeah, yeah. We can hold about 125 down. Are there, there any plans to eventually? I mean, man, there's so much that you could do. I don't know if you'd be wanting to put any effort into anything like that but like would you ever have like live music there? Oh, we do oh, on you saturday do. nights we have live we did have friday and saturday nights then during covid we hiked it back to just saturday night and now we're talking about putting it back on fridays too yeah i have live music every uh, saturday night eight o'clock and we usually get a guitar guitar player singer uh, sometimes a, mostly a, a solo act, sometimes a double, once in a while a trio. Anything more than that really kind of blows the room out. Yeah. Uh, where you, it's not the same atmosphere now. It's more like a concert, concert, and you can't even talk to the people you're with. And we don't want that atmosphere. That's we a different want, experience. We want it to be a hang, not a show. You know. So, and it's worked out well. And that old-fashioned shuffleboard. Uh, which is a big hit. It's I amazing. Know. Last it's time I amazing. went, for whatever reason, the the pieces weren't out. I was so disappointed. Yeah, man. they're usually there. I don't know what was going on. It was COVID time, so uh, well, probably something with that. But maybe, but uh, it's amazing, and a lot of the young people love it, and it blows yes. my mind. There's no bells, no whistles, no buttons, oh, no sounds. That's the best just, stuff, man. Just a piece of wood and a puck. And it's great. It's great. And they have a ball on it. They really enjoy it. Yeah, it's yeah. fun. There was a shuffleboard about that same size uh, upstairs years ago in the bar. Uh, but that was gone before we got there. Okay. But that uh, that bar originally had a big old shuffleboard in it. That was popular. Yeah. And so because of my son who was diabetic, I was mentioning earlier, it's hard for us to get a babysitter who knows how to handle that kind of thing. But in those very rare times where we were able to have babysitters for our four kids, make our way to Rocco's, get ourselves get ourselves some rooster fries, and I'll get my salad or a steak, go downstairs, get a couple old fashions, and hang out with my wife like we're kids again. Yeah. It's a good date. It's a beautiful yeah. date, and I can yeah. do it right yeah. here in Hamilton. Yeah. It's such a drive. Cool, no. Yeah, it's really great. People, We get so many compliments on it, and Gregory... My son, uh, he's doing a great job uh, uh, running the bar down there. He's built up a nice business, nice people, nice customer base. You know, it's really good. It's a, it's a nice thing. And the Hamilton young people are so polite and so respectful that it just it blows my mind. I know I keep coming back to that, but I can't help it. I don't see that everywhere. And they are just, I mean, on Thanksgiving Eve, we pack that place. And... 
like I like to say, the older I get, the younger they're looking. Uh, <laughs> and there's a lot of people in there on Thanksgiving Eve. That's a big night. I mean, they're packed in, and it's just amazing. They're so orderly, so uh, uh, well-behaved that, uh, my goodness, I think in my younger days, <laughs> my friends <laughs> and the groups that I saw travel around. Oh, it, man. It wasn't, you wouldn't want them at Rocco's. <laughs> <laughs> All those kindergarten dropouts. Yeah, man. <laughs> They're the worst. Bad news. <laughs> <laughs> well, brother, I, I think uh, the biggest thing I took away from this is I'm just blown away that you've been doing it for 40 years and still – just rocking it that restaurant man uh from and there's other things we could have talked about the art you guys have on the walls that's just Billy, amazing he's a terrific artist he does a lot of good stuff there with he chalk makes the it's desserts like... and cooks and does the chalkboard yeah with chalk it's amazing right incredible uh, he is just he's got so much talent yeah and a good guy to i look go at with. it every time i go there yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. so uh Thanks, man. We love Thank you. Thank you. This was terrific. Hey, wait, I, it, I, I had a lot of fun. Thank hey, you. brother, we, we are not done yet. Oh, you can't okay. escape oh, before okay. the chat pack, sir. <laughs> this has nothing to do with Rocco's. Okay. You're going to point to one of these questions. I'll read it to you, and hopefully you have an answer. So, point. All right. Here we go. Oh. Hmm. Okay. Uh, adults do some silly things. Am I right? So, here's the question. What is something that many, perhaps most adults do that seems really silly to you? Hmm. Is there something that people do that just... What do adults do that seems silly? Yeah, something that just like you shake your head out like, come on, guys. Oh my, that does catch me off balance, doesn't it? Hey. Uh, that's all right. Uh, you got one for me. I'm, 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 I'm coming up with it. Uh, for me, dude. Uh, here, I'll let you kill some time because for me, it's the fact that just like the kids, the adults every time they hear that phone bing, they have to go right to it and find out, and then start scrolling Facebook, and then they get lost, and then they're deep into their phone. I've seen this with friends family so many people where it's just like hey man can we just hang out like can we just eat right this, without the these phone? rooster fries without yeah there was a bing there it'll still be there it'll later still be there to me it's or how about when they have the flashing light that's a killer too the flashing light. the flashing light on their phone so that they're in a a, a light subdued restaurant and they get a phone <laughs> call and that light starts flashing <laughs> so not only the people next to you have to hear it they have to see it's it it's becoming a club all of a sudden <laughs> yeah disco ball should pop out <laughs> <laughs> yeah right you got something for me man or uh, uh, my you yeah there's so many silly things they do i i just i i just i'm uh I'm falling short on coming up with one at the moment. Here, dude, I, I, hold off. Hold are off. you going to give me a second yeah. pick? Let's see. Second chance. Let's right. see what happens. All right. Wait, was that that one? Okay. Here we go. All right. Let's pick this one. All right. Here we go. Oh, this one might be a little bit easier. You into racing or horse racing or anything? I just saw a good horse racing movie. Seabiscuit? No. I it was called Dreamer. All right. Yeah, it was a cute movie. <laughs> Dreamer, is that the name of the horse? No, that was the name of the movie. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, here we go, man. If you could enter a racehorse into the Kentucky Derby, what would you name your horse? Oh, my. Oh, God. There's some silly ones out there, man. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> people people will literally bet on your horse or not bet based off based of this name. Based on a name, they yeah. sure will. Oh yeah, yeah. I would. Ha I guess I would have to name it Run Run Ravioli. <laughs> I think that's what I would go with. <laughs> 
Bro. How could you not bet on a I horse would, named Run Run Ravioli? I would bet all my money on Run Run Ravioli. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dave, man, is there anyone out there in Hamilton or the world that you want to give a shout out to before you get out of here? Oh, now this is the part where I forget to say <laughs> where, somebody. Yeah, uh, like, you, how could you forget me? <laughs> that's a tough one. Yeah, I've had many husbands' uh, wives very upset by the end of the episode. Yeah, you got to nix that one off. <laughs> We're cutting this out of this. This is getting cut out. Oh, no, man. Everyone's waiting for the shout out. They're like, is he going to say my name? Oh, is he going to say my name? Love you, Karen. Mom, Steve. Mia, my daughter Mia, she's worked for me for years off and on. Uh, and uh, my goodness, there's so many people. I can't even begin to name them all at work. I have way too many employees. He loves you all. I love you all. He loves you all. Uh, Dave, what's your last name? Uh, Ruberton. Ruberton. Yes. My brother. Yes. Dave Ruberton. Ladies you, and Sam. gentlemen, please give it up for my new friend, Dave Ruberton. Ruberton.